the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So the Hilliard Board of Education last night stood up to the angry mob and did okay off-site instruction in the Bible via LifeWise Academy. This is a state law. It's an opportunity. It's an elective course. Uh, kids do not miss any core courses. They're gone for like one period during the day. Uh, I don't know exactly how many uh, students in Hilliard this will impact because they have a lot of different elementary schools out there. And typically the LifeWise Academy instruction sites uh, are located within uh, close proximity to the school. And they typically offer it, you know, up through a certain grade level. Uh, but this is an awesome thing. And it's an elective. So it's very interesting to me. I can't imagine what the objection is. If you don't have to do it, if your kid doesn't have to do it, why do you care if other people do it? Simply because, what, you personally have an aversion to religious instruction? Now, the that was on the agenda last night, and they approved that. But the other thing that came up last night were these uh, LGBTQ safe space badges that students, that, excuse me, that teachers are wearing in some Hilliard schools, including at least one elementary school. Now, on the back of the badge is a QR code, and the QR code takes you to a site where a lot of inappropriate information is available to anyone who accesses the site. Very inappropriate information. And that's not me being a prude. It's pretty pornographic information that you can find with a couple of clicks on the site. And so parents are understandably upset about this, and then you run up against the people on the side of uh, the LGBTQ agenda who are all about it and who get very, very mad at anything that they deem to be an intrusion on the spreading of that agenda. So as soon as my computer stops being wonky and allows me to get to my sound bites, and I think we're finally getting there, uh, I'll be able to play you some audio from last night's meeting. Uh, this is the kind of objection, this is the kind of straw man argument that uh, shrill, shrieking parents make whenever other parents object to teachers wearing badges that invite conversations with students around matters of sexuality. I am disgusted um, that there was a mention of any of our teachers sexualizing students because they wear a sign that says, I'm here, that is politically motivated disinformation. Uh, Politically motivated disinformation. Is it a rare headline 
throughout the United States of America, in the state of Ohio, when a teacher is charged, arrested, convicted, uh, dismissed for having an inappropriate relationship with a student, whether that's sexting them via their phones, whether it's actually having a physical relationship with them. Is that a rare occurrence? No, it is not a rare occurrence. It happens thousands of times a year throughout the United States. Again, I will say, let's back all the way up. And I would just like to know, when did it become, eh, shrug your shoulders, nothing to see here. For an adult who is not a child's parent, for an adult who is not the parent of a minor child, to have a conversation with that child about sexuality, when did that become okay? Like, if your child is someone who identifies with the LGBTQ movement, you can find them innumerable allies at innumerable organizations in the city of Columbus. I wouldn't do it because they're going to be groomed. They're going to be uh, looked upon as uh, fodder for inappropriate sexual relationships with adults, but you can find them. You do not need to find them in the schools. During those hours of the day, could we confine the exchanges between teachers and students to academic matters. Could we confine the conversations to that? I think, unless they've changed things since I went to college, that is why teachers go to college. Don't teachers go to college to learn how to be a teacher, an instructor in their academic specialty, correct? Am I missing something? I don't think... Teachers go to college with the express training, sensitivity, and expertise to be the counselor of a student in matters pertaining to their sexuality or their sexual discovery. That's not something they're trained to do. I would assume if your son or daughter is of the age where they're going to be driving a car, You would want them to be instructed by somebody who is trained to teach them how to drive a car. You would not want your child to be instructed by someone who, hey, I've driven a car, so, you know, uh, just here, do it this way. But they would come closer to doing that job better than somebody who is perhaps invested in the LGBTQ lifestyle because they are a member of it themselves. So... I just don't think it's appropriate at all for teachers to be broaching this topic with students. I thought that that was the job of the counselors to help students who have any questions about maybe life outside of the classroom. Yeah, I thought so. I'm not even sure I'd accede to that because I think that in in, in a matter like this, I think the parent needs to be involved. And if a parent's picking a therapist, then the mm -hmm. parent is involved. Sure. But at least it's more appropriate for a school counselor. I mean, my preference on a school counselor is an academic counselor on what classes they should take or how they can get into college or how they can test or something like that. I don't even think these conversations belong in school Mm -hmm. unless it's with a qualified person. I mean, we look, you can't teach in an Ohio school unless you have been 
trained to a degree where you obtain a license to teach. But we will allow teachers just because, why? Because we didn't stop it and the ball started rolling downhill and now the snowball is so big that nobody has the will or the desire or will uh, will will withstand the uh, the the cost of going public by saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you talking about this with my student? Because that'll get you called out. You'll be hateful. You'll be intolerant. You heard the parent, the disgusted parent. You know, why well, would be disgusted that anybody would think our teachers are... This happens all the time. It happened in an Ohio district just this week. I just read the headline today about a 33-year-old teacher who had a relationship, a consensual, but nevertheless inappropriate, sexual relationship with a student. It happens routinely. And if you don't want it to continue to happen routinely, then I would think that maybe you should not allow teachers free reign to wear a badge that invites a student to come up to them and start talking about that topic. Does that seem like a bad idea to anybody but me? Well, it did. It seemed like a bad idea to people last night in the Hilliard District, and some of the people were pushing back against it. One of the really good people, of course, is Omar Tarazi, Hilliard Councilman. And Omar has made the point before that the teachers don't have that expertise, and nor is it their job to be the counselor of these students day in and day out. Why Hilliard? I'm not hearing that these badges are available to other school teachers. Well, one of the one of the organizations on the badge yes. is the Hilliard Teachers Association. I saw so that. Somebody I'm, in that organization right. thought, "Hey, it's a great idea it's coming this, down the pike. Check yeah. it out. Let's get our let's get our own personal teachers union to endorse it and pass these out." So you've got activist teachers. Number one, okay. that's where it starts, and then you've got weak-willed administrators who won't stand in front of it for whatever reason. Well, they're they afraid of the union or whatever. Mm, I, don't think, I don't think this was a thing that the administration well, didn't meant, know like, about. Well, I meant in the first moments of it occurring, but I agree with you. Maybe not. It's just a thing where, again, all these administrators are afraid to stand up and say, no, do your job. You're trained to teach math? Teach that. Here's a book. It's a textbook. This is the one we decided to use. You see this hard thing on the front? That's called the front cover. You see this hard thing on the back? That's called the back cover. See these things in between? Those are pages. Teach all that. Uh, Big Ohio State football game on Saturday night. Huge monster game with the Toledo Rockets. Buckeyes number three ranking hangs in the balance. Uh, According to Tim Ryan, uh, the... uh, congenital liar who was running for Senate on the Democratic side of the ticket. Uh, Ryan uh, poo-pooed the uh, Donald Trump J.D. Vance rally in Youngstown coming up on Saturday night because, oh, 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 don't they know the Buckeye game kicks off then? Yeah, it kicks off at 7. It'll probably be settled by, what, 7.15? About the time it takes Ohio State to score three touchdowns? No offense, Rockets. Love your town, but you got no shot against Ohio State. So the Trump rally is coming to Youngstown, and we will talk at 12.05 with Liz Harrington uh, of the uh, Trump Organization. I want to know the amount of planning that goes into a rally like this. If you were at the Delaware rally, you know that it's well worth dealing with the possible headache of parking and traffic and all that just to see a spectacle like this and to see how people respond. 
to the 45th president of the United States. And J.D. Vance is locked in what the polls say, and I'll say it that way because I'm not sure it is a tight battle, but the polls say it's a tight battle with Tim Ryan. The problem Ryan has is that he has voted 100% of the time with a president who is awful. Awful. And it's the same problem that Mark Kelly has in Arizona. It's the same problem that a lot of Democratic senators have in that they want to be uh, a bootlick for Joe Biden and his policies. And then when it's time to run for office, they go, ah, you know, I didn't support this, that, the other. Funny, you voted. You voted for the American Rescue Plan. You voted for the um, Inflation Reduction Act. You voted 100% of the time, Tim Ryan, with Joe Biden. And now you're telling me that, oh, you're a Trump guy. Oh, you're not You're not even a moderate. You're an independent. So uh, this will be a phenomenon that I think as we get closer to the election will be harder for people like Tim Ryan and Mark Kelly and others who have a record of supporting Joe Biden. It'll be harder for them to run away from. Mark Kelly, the Arizona senator, was on one of the news shows over the weekend, and they asked him, and this is the exact question I would ask Tim Ryan. If I'm J.D. Vance, this is the exact question I would ask him. Do you think Joe Biden's done a good job as president? Because there's no escape from that trap. (laughs) There just is not. Hey, Tim Ryan, do you think Joe Biden's done a good job? If he says, no, no, I don't think he's done a good job. I mean, I'm here in the Mahoning Valley, and the prices are high, and the wages are down, and people are worried about their retirement accounts. No, no, he hasn't done a good job. Uh, Could I follow that up with another question? Then why did you vote with him 100% of the time? And if Tim Ryan says, yes, yeah, I think the president's doing a nice job. Well, that's pretty hard to defend, too, because in the other scenario, Tim Ryan mentioned, (laughs) fake Tim Ryan mentioned, that uh, prices are up and people are nervous about their retirement and they are very nervous about the future. And oh, by the way, they don't want their girls having to worry about having boys in their locker rooms and they don't want to see Title IX essentially overthrown by the woke social policies that the Biden administration uh, brings up. So Kellyanne Conway, political strategist, was talking about the stumbling, bumbling Mark Kelly audio where he said, do you think uh, Joe Biden's done a good job? Well, so Kellyanne uh, Conway, former Trump publicist, grading Kelly's answer and talking about the problem that Kelly, Ryan and other Democrats will have in the midterm elections. He did terribly, and they're all doing terribly. They're bumbling and fumbling and mumbling through those answers because they vote with Joe Biden 95% of the time. Mark Kelly votes with him 94% of the time. That's not keeping Joe Biden at arm's length. And I think if you take the case and you make this election about Biden, Mark Kelly, Biden, John Fetterman, Biden, Tim Ryan, you don't let these Democrats slink away from an unpopular president. No. Now, here's the other thing. Republicans are not... Um, are not going to have a future if they persist in trying to reach out to the uh, wokest part of the Democratic Party. And that's what I see in a letter that's been written by 400, 400 current and former establishment GOP officials. What's in the letter? The letter calls on U.S. lawmakers to enshrine same-sex marriage into law, into law. Now, we know Mike Carey 
betrayed all of us, our congressmen, our so-called Republican congressmen in this district, Mike Carey betrayed us all by voting for this, by voting for this. Now Chuck Schumer is going to make this go before the Senate. And there are a lot of Republicans who are trying to get in front of them and saying, don't let him bring it to the Senate, just invoke it into law. This is how the Republican Party screws up winning what should be a landslide red wave in November and in November of 2024. There are ways to argue against same-sex marriage without worrying about building a wave of Democrats that you cannot overcome. Simply put, there is no reason to codify these protections into law because, as I've said before, a same-sex marriage cannot produce children. It is impossible biologically for a same-sex marriage to produce children. Marriage is protected by the Constitution because it is the government's role to protect children. It is the government's role to protect children. And thus, any endeavor that leads to children is an endeavor that must be dealt with and uh, have laws apply to it, like marriage must. But there is no reason to accord to same-sex marriage the same protections as marriage. There just is no reason to do that because a same-sex marriage can't produce kids. So this is a this is a dumb way to reach out to a fringe part of the Democratic Party that is never going to embrace you anyway, and in so doing, alienating the base of the Republican Party that does not want this to be part of the party. I know there are a lot of Republicans who I, on many other issues, can agree with. I've used the example on this show before of listening to Ben Dominich, of formerly of the Federalist. Uh, ben is a frequent participant on the Brett Bear panel on Special Report. Ben, I believe, is now with the Transom, is his current organization. I like Ben Dominich a lot. I think Ben Dominich is, <laughs> up until this issue, correct on 99% of the issues. But when Ben Dominich gives in on same-sex marriage and says, it's a battle you can't win, so it's not a battle worth fighting, I just vehemently reject that out of hand because it is a battle that you do not ever surrender on because if you are on the side of truth, a marriage is ordained between a man and a woman. It is not ordained between two men or two women. And so some battles you fight because it's the right battle to fight. Winning, while preferable, is not the determinant on whether the battle is worth waging. And so this is an endeavor by these Republicans that is horribly misapplied. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.